Hello and welcome. Thank you for downloading this week's Sermon and Prayers of Intercession from the English Reformed Church Amsterdam. We hope you will enjoy what you are about to hear and that you will be blessed. Let us pray. Living God, feed us on your word and awaken in us a hunger for you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thou hast formed us for thyself, and our hearts are restless until they find their rest in thee. Thus famously wrote the great Christian theologian of the 4th and 5th centuries, Augustine of Hippo. And it's a quote which sums up Augustine's life. The words come from Augustine's renowned book, The Confessions, which reflect, reflects upon his life and his conversion to Christ. And in retrospect, Augustine sees his early life as both a search for and an evading of the truth as found in Jesus Christ. He recognizes a kind of restlessness in his early years, a listlessness as he sought and yearned for truth while yet resisting it at every turn. Until eventually, in a dramatic moment, he heard God speaking to him through the voice of a child in a garden, and the rest, as they say, is history. The restless seeker finally found rest in God. The lost soul found his goal. And people often speak of salvation that way, of finding rest, finding peace after turmoil and upheaval, reaching the end after a long journey. Paul, however, in his letter to the church at Philippi, from which we have read this morning, does not exactly see it that way. Writing from his prison cell, with the prospect of death, Paul also reflects upon his life in a kind of confession. He begins with a description of his former life as a devout and upstanding Jew, an upholder of the law, a fierce defender of the faith. And the phrase he uses twice to describe his former life is confidence in the flesh confidence in his status as a circumcised Jew of the tribe of Benjamin, a Pharisee, a zealous persecutor of the early church. These were the things that he boasted of. But then he encountered Christ, and everything was thrown upside down, and much was thrown away. All that he had found confidence in, all that had given his life shape and stability. It all was jettisoned when he met Christ. And if Paul was Augustine, or if he were modeling his confession on any number of Christian testimonies since, we might expect Paul to conclude that now at last he had reached his goal. 
We might expect him to say that he had been restless and searching, a stranger to the truth, but now he had found it, he had gained Christ. Yet Paul does not say this. In verse 8, he speaks of throwing away all that he had valued in order that I may gain Christ. So he has not yet fully gained him. He speaks of wanting to know Christ, so he does not yet fully know him. He says in verse 12 quite explicitly, not that I have already obtained this or reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own. In other words, Paul does not see himself as having arrived, having got there. He is not at rest. He is restless as he yearns to know more of Christ. To change the image, the season of Lent is one that is associated with fasting. As we recall the 40 days that Christ spent fasting in the wilderness. I have never fasted for a prolonged period, but I'm told that by the ninth or tenth day, hunger pangs have greatly decreased. You may, in fact, feel quite good. You may begin to feel confident that you can maintain this fast indefinitely. The cravings apparently cease. But just imagine if at that moment you eat a mouthful of food, a small snack. Suddenly all the cravings return. Hunger pangs grip you and you long for more food. Well, maybe that's a picture of Paul. His former life as a devout Jew was like a fast. He was lacking the most essential nourishment, Christ, the staple diet of the soul. But now in his conversion, he has taken a bite. He has tasted of the bread of life, and suddenly his appetite is aroused. The hunger pangs have kicked in, and he wants more. And his whole life is now a restless quest as he yearns for the prize which is Christ. I press onwards towards the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Jesus Christ. I would suggest that the discipline of fasting is a reminder that as Christians we are called to hunger, called to a state of spiritual hunger. We are called to hunger for justice and for right and for peace, and we are also called to hunger for God and for God's kingdom. Salvation in the Bible is often pictured as a great banquet, a feast, but for the meantime, here and now, we taste only a sample, a morsel, a foretaste. That morsel, however, should awaken in us a hunger 
and a desire for more. And perhaps our problem as Christians is we're just not hungry. Many of us are so sated and filled by the junk food of materialism and affluence and comfort, and we are distracted by other things, and we have simply lost our hunger for God. Well, today we gather round this table, and here God comes to us in bread and wine, food for our souls. And here we are reminded of that great banquet that awaits us when God's kingdom comes in fullness. In this season of Lent, let us pray that as we eat and drink here at the table, we are not satisfied. We are not filled. Rather, let our hunger be aroused, our hunger for God and for the Word of God and for Christ, the very bread of life. Amen. Please join me in asking for God's presence in our world. After I say, in your mercy, please respond, hear our prayer. Faithful God, we ask your blessing on this church and all the churches of our lives. That church might be a place where we push the limits of our understanding of you and where we grow deeper in faith. Make us curious. Don't let us fear dealing openly with questions of doubt. And, God, help us express acceptance and love for any who may struggle with faith. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Compassionate God, we bring to you the broken ones, the forgotten ones, the captive ones. Bring freedom and release to damaged hearts and souls. God of compassion, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Healing God, we bring to you the grieving ones, the suffering ones, the lonely ones. Bring wholeness, comfort, and relief to broken bodies and minds. God of healing, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, your love extends to the boundaries of humankind. We are all in need of your forgiveness and your presence in our lives. We invite you in. Come and move us to show love and forgiveness as you've shown us. God of love, in your mercy. O oh God, accept the fervent prayers of your people. Amen. Amen.